Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. This is D Fresh, joined by Eric and Ryan. Give us a follow on Twitter at KingsCastDFresh, at KingsCastEric, and at KingsCastRyan. As always, our episodes are sponsored by Ziggy Smoke Shop. Give them a follow on Instagram at ZiggySmokeShop209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. And make sure during this time you're currently checking their Instagram to view their current hours. So... Uh, we're gonna get started today. Excited to record with you guys. Uh, first off, let's check in on Ryan. How you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. I got uh, some severe allergies. Haven't had my shots in a while because of this quarantine. So uh, kind of wake up every morning feeling like garbage. But it's been a good week. The NFL draft happened. The Jordan documentary happened. I'm ready for uh, episodes three and four tonight. Um, you know, my Niners had a good week. So yeah, overall, I can say sports wise, it's been a great week. Um, and I'm looking forward uh, to doing this podcast. Yo, what's up, guys? So, uh, yeah, Ryan, like I said, it were, the draft this weekend was awesome. And then the Jordan documentary really been the highlights. Um, I guess a couple things is this is our first podcast since we've gotten together. Uh, since we, I guess, rebranded, you know, and we so we put all that stuff out there this week. Should we tell you guys want to tell a little bit of a little backstory about all that, or let's go? You know, why not? Why not? <laughs> go ahead, give man. a little two cents. So, well, you know, Doug, you interacted, you interacted mostly on it. So I'll I'll set it up for you and let you kind of you know talk about it a little more. So we, you know, we are, are the old Kings Cast logo was essentially the current. You know King's logo, which to be honest, were you guys that big of a fans of the current? I know Ryan does not like the current King's setup. No, I've been saying for for months, dude, that I that I hate that stupid logo. It's just soft, dude. It's just like a pastel purple. Yeah, bro. You know, it's like a it reminds me of Easter, like, man. It's a pastel <laughs> purple. It's a soft logo, but uh, one of the things I think we wanted to do was to create a logo that was recognizable right off the bat with us doing this podcast. You know, we wanted people to recognize right away, oh, this is Sacramento Kings. So I think that's what we went away and and, and used it. But um, so we got contacted by what was he, Doug, like the senior like, creative director, designer? Yeah, something like that. Senior graphic designer or something for the Kings. Some schmuck so he idol, probably yeah. he probably made the logo or his team made the logo. And I guess he has a lot of time on his hands because he contacted us directly. You know, uh, talking about copyright, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't I still I still don't feel like we did anything wrong there. I I feel like we changed it. We're not selling anything. But at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to deal with with issues and and threaten copyright from the Sacramento Kings about using their shit ass logo. So we went went ahead and created a new one. Uh, 
don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think about the whole season? It's a little weird, right? I, I just I just want to preface real quick with, you know, and I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago when it went down was, like, this could absolutely be our out of our misery as fans. You know, like, if they out us <laughs> as a podcast over logo reasons, we could leave now, guys, and it would be justified. But um, I – Yeah, we would have been – I, I want to give credit to Eric because, um, you know, right after that, the following days, probably actually like the next week, Eric and I were working on stuff. And then Eric really took over and um, did a great freaking job of doing all our uh, new look, our new brand and shit. And so I just want to come on here and publicly give uh, Eric some credit. He worked real hard on that shit. So good job, man. Great, great job, Eric. Wow. Thanks, man. I feel so good. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was we need, it, it was time. I think that the podcast we've been doing it for a while now, and it was about time for us to to create our own image. And um, I'm just kind of pissed because I spent a lot of money getting stickers made with the old Kings Cast logo. So I guess I'll hold on to those um, and make some new ones. They're just memories, uh, now. Hey, Eric, you could put yeah. them on your you could put them on your sweet new bike helmet that you just got. <laughs> oh man! So okay, so I'll move to that. Like so, since this. Since we've been shut down, the gyms are closed, no lifting, right? And so, um, you know, about to be about to be thirty this year, and for my thirtieth birthday, I wanted to do something different. So I'm, I I asked Ryan if he wanted to do a a triathlon with me. So so I don't know. Did we tell you this, Doug? Have we ever talked about this? Yeah, you you you've brought it up, um, but haven't gone much past that. So okay, so we want to do a triathlon. So it's like totally something I haven't done in a long time, running, biking and all that. And I'm going, uh, you know, I'm out here in SAC and I'm going down the American River Parkway. Dude, there's people out, there's tons of people on the trail and there's people in going real fast on their bikes. And I saw a video of a dude, uh, you know, who fell on his bike and thank God he had his helmet. I'm just not trying to be a vegetable, man. I'm not trying to be laying there with, you know, <laughs> having my wife feed me, you know, eating vegan baby food. And just being soft the rest of my life. So if I have to look like a dork, I guess I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm, I'm focused on practicality over over you know looking good. It, it's not it's not the helmet that I'm getting you on for. It's the fact that he put it on, made sure it's nice and tidy, and then took a sweet picture for Twitter. <laughs> I I did it as a total joke to get made fun of. To, uh, 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 I did it. Ro- go ahead and roast me. The only next, yeah, the only next step is if Eric comes with one of those super tight bike suits on where you can see his pebbles down there, dude. That's If you do that, man, I'm not doing the triathlon with you. All right. Well, I did already pebbles. order the shirt. I didn't, I didn't go to the shirt yet, but don't worry, man. <laughs> hey, it's not going to show. Whatever's down there, it's so small. Just tuck it away. It's not going to show. Oh, you know what the God. funny Okay, you know what's hilarious is that um, – so I got the helmet from the guy from Amazon yesterday, and I just wanted to try it on, but I was in the middle of seeding my yard. So I threw the helmet on and then just like was playing around with it a little bit and was outside seeding my yard, you know, watering <laughs> a little bit for like, you know, five minutes, but I had the helmet on, and it looked like it was doctor prescribed. So <laughs> Seeding your yard. Next time on King's Cast, let's join Eric on how to tend to your ficus. Hey, Ryan agrees with me, man. A, a man has to have a nice, fr- uh, fresh-looking yard. Oh, you don't want to be that guy in the block. Bro, I'm Absolutely. I can't wait to tend my new yard. I'm that guy in the court, okay? My lawn is supreme, all right? I, I, when, I go out, when I go in the front yard, my chest sticks out a little, a little, you know, a little farther just because I, I, like I got to flex all the neighbors, man. My shit is perfect. I mow my lawn twice a week, dude. 
Yeah, I've been on I've been on the same thing, and I, I live out here in East Sac. And what's cool about this neighborhood is that um, every everybody has lawn care or takes care of the lawn pretty meticulously. And so you don't want to like I said, you don't want to be that person on the street that looks just janky because it's just it's not good. You got to have respect for yourself. But um, I guess moving on tonight's the Jordan documentary. I know that we don't. I, we could probably spend a whole podcast on this, and maybe at the end of it, we should do a podcast. But what are you guys? Are you guys watching this? What do you guys think about it so far? Uh, I thought it was awesome. I'm, you know, it, it's I. Me and Eric talked about this. We're not going to go too deep into it, whatever. But how they were doing the flashbacks and stuff, and going back and giving backstories on stuff, man, it's awesome. I'm super excited for it uh, tonight. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been it's been cool, especially with no sports, man. It's kind of you know, fill in that void a little bit. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of cool. I mean, Eric and I are literally a day apart age wise. So growing up, we caught like the end of the Jordan era, especially in Chicago. And growing up, I remember I was watching that shot he hit against Utah. Um, his last shot as a bull live. So I, and I'll never forget that. I was what, 21 years ago. So um, kind of just to watch that, it was really cool. Get Scotty Pippen, you know, some, some love and I'm looking forward to seeing, I think they're uh, focusing on Rodman, um, tonight. So I am looking forward to that. So it, it, it when, when watching this, the only, one of the things I thought of, which really, it kind of hurts is that, you know, that, that what's that documentary down in the Valley, the 30 for 30, the Kings one about the Kings team getting saved. You guys know about that, right? Yeah, they never aired it though, right? <clears throat> yeah, they never, they never, they never aired it, and that's the thing that kind of got me watching this documentary. I was thinking in my head um, that you know, down 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 in the valley, still sitting out there, and how Kings fans have a probably a pretty cool documentary that we could have our moment. And it's still chilling, and the whole you know the whole reason they've been holding that out, I think, is because Kevin Johnson allegedly you know did something something who knows the fucking mayor. It's like so they're holding on this awesome documentary. I'm I'm hoping that one day that thing gets released and that we we get to watch that. You know, hey, real quick, it's though, done pretty mean, well. What do you mean by Kevin Johnson supposedly did something? Uh, okay, Doug, maybe you can help us out and pull up the specifics. He, I want to say he me too somebody. You know, what I mean, in some type of way. I don't really know the specifics. I shouldn't say off the top of my head. We'll have Doug look it up. But they were, I think, they were set to to release the documentary. And then there were some allegations towards him, sexual harassment or something like that. I I, I don't know the off the top, uh-huh. but ESPN, you know, being ESPN said, oh, no, we're just not going to release it because just, he was essentially the hero for that documentary. And it was it was really built around him from everything I've heard. Really? And so they pulled the plug and releasing it for that. Re- that's the only reason that we're not getting that thing. And it's that's like that's kind of trash, man. Fucking it's Kevin trash. Johnson. Yeah, so uh, just bringing up an old Sack B uh, article, it says Johnson's, and this is, quote, Johnson's final years in office were consumed by the type of sexual abuse allegations that dogged him for two decades. For much of 2015, Johnson was the focus of ongoing critical coverage by the sports website Deadspin, which interviewed a woman who accused Johnson of sexual misconduct 20 years ago when she was a teenager in Phoenix. So you kind of get the gist of the base of the story. Yeah, Dang. and that's that's the re that's the that is the reason that they're not putting out. I don't know. I mean, Damn, I it wasn't even how a, far it, we want to get it. It wasn't even a current lady. She ruined our documentary over something that happened twenty years ago. Come on, yeah, I, 
Hey, is it the same uh, lady that tried to out Walton? Uh, man, that's oh, dude. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Toe the line. Don't cross it, Doug. Toe it. <laughs> I don't know. It's not really our place to say one way or the other. I will just say that that really sucks. That that's only hold up because, as far as I know, the guy's not charged for anything. He doesn't ha- and doesn't have anything. So I, it just sucks. Like uh, I'll move on. So t- I guess today's conversation. I I was. We'll see how this conversation goes. I don't want to necessarily do a list episode, but. What I do want to do is talk about maybe we can kind of throw some names out there and formulate a group of players, and maybe collectively we can designate a player as far as the most overrated kings of all time. Um, you know, you guys know that on Twitter, people have been crazy bored. There's been simulations for for 2K. There's been, you know, build your team for $15, top five kings of all time, et cetera, et cetera. And constantly, I'm seeing names on this list, and I'm like, oh, dude, that guy was overrated as fuck. Like, why, you know, why is he on there? And maybe we could include underrated. Uh, and then, you know, ironically, we 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 go in this morning, and you guys saw that Draymond Green article I sent you this morning? Uh-huh. Ryan, yes. you see that? Yes. So, so you, let's talk about Draymond Green for a second before we go into the whole conversation, because we want to talk about overrated players. Um Draymond Green goes on and says, uh, what's the what's the quote? What's the quote exactly? He says, like, us three fucking changed the NBA forever, referring to him and him, Clay and Steph. You know, we. <laughs> we, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And and you know Draymond loves some attention because it's always overshadowed by those other two. But um, I mean, come on, dude. Steph Steph changed the game forever. Clay is, you know, the piece to put together possibly the the best backcourt ever draymond just shut up rebound and play defense it's it's like that it's like that dude who's like uh, about you guys know that guy in the hometown who's been a loser for a lot of years partying and then he's training to join the army you know and he's just like about to sign his papers and he, and he's already like yeah man we you know we all we do these type of missions and we do this type of like which we already bro like you're not even in you know that's what he reminds me of it's just this guy who thinks he's part of the crew part of the club and, and he's not even he's not even there. military by the way we support military here yeah as a <laughs> as a proud veteran over here thank you for your service right yeah i kind of resent that comment bro don't be trying to pick on my oh. boys man <laughs> Fuck you! You know exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You guys I'm know just, exactly no, what I'm, I'm talking about. Talk. Real quick though, uh, <laughs> so I, I have a Draymond, you know, thing. So so last year I took a, uh, you know, I took a class and my teacher was Marcus Thompson from the writer for the Athletic. You know, he covers the Warriors and all that. And this was like during during the finals and stuff last year, and when. When they got hurt and then kind of found out Durant was leaving and stuff, I was I tried to tell him, you know, I was sitting there and I'm like, dude, Draymond is overrated as fuck. And we sat in the parking lot at the college, dude, for like 20 minutes after class. And I was just trying to tell him, like, bro, he's fucking whack, dude. He's going to get so exposed this year without those guys. And this dude swore he you got to think he covers the Warriors every every single day. Like he knows these dudes like I'm pretty sure he has them on speed dial. And he was trying to tell me how valuable Draymond was and how good he was. I would like to think that I was right on that. I just wanted to share that. Totally exposed this year, dude. I don't think I've seen Draymond on any type of highlights in anything all season. So I just want to throw that out there. 
What's he, Doug? Do you know what he's averaging this year by chance? Uh, uh, like seven. Be, it's like seven, six, and four. <laughs> Something uh, like specifically. Specifically, yeah, he's he's put up eight points a game, six point two assists, and six point two rebounds. So that single was, triple, you know, what was his like peak? What was like his peak year? Twelve. His it peak was like, year, like, like eleven. I off the top of my head, eleven, like seven and seven. Well, let's let's let Doug drop the actuals. Let's what's the actuals, Doug? So he had that three year span where he was an all star from fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, seventeen, and seventeen, eighteen, and the the most points he ever scored was in fifteen, sixteen, where he put up fourteen, seven point four assists, and nine point five rebounds. Which those are those are pretty That's, decent numbers decent, there. Decent numbers, but you got to take some of those assists away. It's not hard. I can throw Steph Curry the ball when he crosses half court, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, very so- very average numbers. So fuck Draymond Green. He's overrated. I, I just hate that that guy gets put in the conversation. So over the years, uh, who, do you, who do you guys think some of the most overrated Kings players of all time are? Wait, can I? And I guess this we should we go ahead, go ahead. Can I drop the bomb of Jason Williams and just get that out in the atmosphere right now for all these Kings fans? I think, let's throw it down, Doug. You're just gonna oh, disagree, shit. but no, I'm I think not. that. Well, okay, you're not. Okay. Well, okay, we'll go into it, Doug. We'll, we'll go into okay. it. Maybe I accused you early. Um, you know, here's the thing. Yes, I I think Jason Williams might be the most overrated king of all time. I think that people are fans of the guy, and that's because he did the little, you know, side pass. But realistically, <laughs> wasn't that great? <laughs> and um, he might have been the motivation for the list. Uh, okay, Doug, don't go into it. We'll, we'll go into a discussion, but do you, you don't disagree? You disagree or don't disagree with that? I will say this. I I think Jason Williams was extremely talented, but it's obvious that when the Kings traded for Bibby before that 0102 season, they become a much they became a much better team. Like that you can't even argue that. But was so I, I base it off of that. My whole thing is like was he really that talented or was he just really good at throwing behind the back passes? Like what did he do well besides that? He he averaged pedestrian assist numbers. It wasn't like he was a double-digit assist guy. He wasn't a good three-point shooter. He didn't really play that great at defense. Like, what did he really do besides elbow passes in All-Star games and, and rookie sophomore he, All-Star games, dude? I, I have his Sacramento era numbers up. He he was flashy. He had that going for him, so he that's stuck it. out. Yeah, and that's so, it. I, I, I will not argue that. I don't disagree. So in his three okay. years with the Kings... Hold on. In his three years with the Kings, he averaged 11.3 points a game, 6.3 assists a game, and he shot in those three years as a King 38% from the floor, 30% from three-point range. So the numbers justify themselves. Overrated as fuck. Now, can oh we do God. a fun experiment? I, I, I could be wrong, but Jason Williams played in, in the late 90s, early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. And he reminds me, he was he – was, he was, uh, famous for his passes and his flashiness. Okay, I'm gonna compare. <laughs> I want Doug. I want you to look up Rafer Alston, Alston, oh. aka Skip Samalu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And at the same time, in the early 2000s, was the was the And One mixtape tour. So for those of you who are fucking young, you don't know what the And One mixtape tour is. Look them up. For those of you who are our age, you absolutely know, right? So <laughs> Rafer Alston, aka Skip Samalu, was popular on the N1 mixtape tour, but also played in the NBA. So you could say that a guy like that probably had the similar passing skills that Jason Williams did, right? 
Okay, pull up Ray for Allison's like two peak seasons if you could, Doug. Okay, I got. What do you want his two peak seasons or do you want his career? Because his career numbers are very similar to Williams and Sack. <laughs> oh God, okay, then that ready? means his peak numbers are great. Yeah, pe- yeah. So give hold it on. All. So for his career, he played uh, ten years in the league. Okay, ten point wow. one points a what game. What a career! Ten point ten point one points a game, four point eight assists, and he was actually uh, statistically a better three point shooter than Williams. He was thirty five percent from the floor for his career, but he did have like six years in a row um, where he did average double digit points a game, and his high for assists was 6.4 in a year so very very similar to williams as well there you there you go motherfuckers like right there off the top of my head i'm dropping a skip to my lou references uh, compared to jason williams who people think is a top five king of all time what the fuck is that about right can, can i also say i've looked this up just the other day because i'm getting very irritated by all this jason williams is so great stuff his numbers are comparable his his time in sack is comparable to Beno Udre's time in sack, bro. Look up the stats. It's ridiculous, dude, how much love he gets. And I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. I have a I have that black Jason Williams jersey, just like everybody else. Okay? <laughs> like, let's let's. I'm not gonna sit here in front that I don't. The guy was cool, man. Like, every once in a while, I go on YouTube and watch his highlights. But people need to stop throwing him in the category of Mike Bibby, okay, of Peja. Of Chris Weber, you know, even Vladi, even Brad Miller. Like, dude, Jason Williams was, he was cool. He was cool. And, it, you know, like, if I was to, I, I don't know. He, he's probably my 10th favorite king. Let's just throw it out there like that. Can we, can we say this? Like, Jason Williams was the, um, opening act like he was he was what got people interested and then you know the kings kind of took over after he was gone does that make sense i i guess but you know it was that was a good team that was a decent team it is because he was flashy and that's what maybe that's what i brought the yeah maybe he brought the less common basketball player to you know watch the games chris weber was hella fucking good and he was the guy, and that that was a you know ninety nine was kind of a squad. Two thousand was kind of a cool squad, right? And so clearly, statistically, he didn't carry that team. You know, I see you put that in the notes, Doug. Dude, <clears throat> let's get racial, okay? Yeah, you're you're totally right, dude. This dude, because he was white, you think he think he just he just got that hype because he was white and that Kingston related. Yeah, so maybe there, maybe there was something like that. Okay, so all right. So uh, now we've put it out there. Our Jason Williams point. I I don't have much to say. Maybe he might be our our number one most overrated king at all time. Is there who who else is uh, all in the top of your head, Ryan? That that maybe you're thinking uh, Kings players as over. Yeah, as overrated Kings players. Ooh, dude. Um. I don't know, man. Off the top of my head right now, I'm kind of, I was not going to lie. I was kind of looking up stuff. Um, I don't okay, know. Okay, so you go first. Go, go first. Go first. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for that. Okay, so uh, overrated players from, from back in the day. Um, you, you know, I think it's going to look very similar to what our shit five list was that we did a couple weeks ago. And I think we do have to differentiate in that. This, the the shit five were players who were literally crappy that got play, but they were they were also people who 
who um, were decent, I guess, that people loved, and that's why we threw them on the list. So, like, Jason Thompson yeah. is so overrated, and Francisco Garcia is extremely overrated. But I think for us, we never thought that they were really good players, you know? And I, th- and I guess we could, at different points of, of people's careers, when they were with the Kings, they were, they were pretty overrated as well. So um, I think one guy we should have the discussion about next as we're moving on, though, is definitely Willie Cauley-Stein, we'll say, for his first two years in the league. Um, is that a fair thing to put out there? Because I think by the time he, he was towards the end of Sacramento – the writing was there, but for a for a couple of years, like fans loved him. The media definitely loved him. In his last year, Grant Napier went on Twitter, I remember, and said the Kings would not have whatever low ass wins they had at that point Pretty if much. it wasn't for Willie. Yeah, right. <laughs> God, that, and so, that not sum up the Sacramento Kings right there. Now, that guy's probably right. not going to be in the NBA two years from now. <laughs> like, and and so the media really really loved him. A lot of fans loved him. I think I think the real fans were fucking over it. He was defended quite a bit. Do you guys agree that that guy was overrated coming in? Even in the draft coming out, was a guy overrated? Well, I coming coming out, dude. He was seven foot and hell athletic. And at the time, we had a top probably two or three big men in the league, dude. So so you know, looking at it, it was all right. You know, maybe he can run and block and be a rim protector that Boogie wasn't going to be. He turned out to be soft as Charmin, and, you know, he just wasn't very good. So I, I it's a fair assessment. So, uh, all right. So for for Willie, man, it, it is one of those in where when you're constantly getting in the starting lineup and you're constantly um, getting defended and getting minutes and then that whole bullshit about – when you're talking to, when you go out and you say, give me the bag, you know, um, and, and nobody, nobody even in the media challenges, challenges that statement. I would say right there, dude, you're fucking overrated. Whether it's in your own mind, whether it's by perception, you are overrated. Um, Doug, give us, why don't you give us maybe season by season stats if you could, and it just needs to be the big three stats. Yeah. And first of all, I know someone that challenged him on Twitter, but uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, let me, let me, I have his stats here. So um, we just want to do a Sacramento stat. So his, his first four years of his career, obviously he was in Sacramento. Um, He averaged 10.1 points a game, 6.4 boards and um, 1.6 assists. So, oh, and a very important for a big man, um, less than one block a game. Yeah, man. Are you kidding me? Point eight. Wow. So, guys, you, you know what's you know what's funny is is going um going through this this list. It, you would think like, oh, who's the most overrated Kings? It's so it's so crazy because the Kings rosters have been so bad in the last ten years. And I was looking I was looking through and I was like struggling to even find guys who were even I would even say rated <laughs> right who were just just below. There were just like a lot of below average teams. Um. I'm going to throw a guy out there that uh, people I've seen a couple of these lists that have gone on and um, people always include this guy in, in the underrated talk. And that is uh, Marcus Thornton. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Marcus Thornton scored a lot of points on a very, very, very bad teams. And that's about all you could do. Yeah. 
he scored a lot. And I think, did, did he ever hit 20 points a game? Oh, yeah. He averaged like, dude, I want to say he averaged like 23 one year with Sacramento. His uh, 2010 and 2011 season with the Kings, he put up 21.3. Yeah, so he was uh, a good yeah. scorer that year. Yeah. He, so, he put up a lot, dude. And and that's where I think people start to, when it's it's tough. It's a tough. Maybe we should go on a, on a little side piece about the Kings fans. I think P- Kings fans' per- perception of of players are just so skewed because they've we've been so bad for so long. They don't have much to compare it to. And so when some when someone puts up stats, you know, people think that assume that oh they must be a really great a great player, right? But it's you you made that point about you know putting up stats on a bad team. Um, do you guys think Kings fans, like, do you think that's an accurate statement? 100%. <laughs> you don't even got to go into that. 100%. So there, there's a difference. There's a difference between putting up. Sorry, I don't know if I cut you off right there. Gave me the looks. But there's there's a difference between, you know, a guy who scores 20, you know, 20 points on a really good team and a guy who scores 20 points on a really bad team. And that's because when you're on a really bad team and you're the only person that can put it in the hoop, literally, like Marcus Thornton was, the offense is getting ran through you. Everything is getting ran through you. You're getting all the off-ball screens. You're getting all the on-ball screens. Every time you cross half court, that ball is touching your hands. So people need to put in perspective the difference between uh, you know scoring on good and bad teams. Well, and also I do want to I do want to bring up because we've we've spoken about this uh, in previous podcasts. Um, it's important to go watch basketball other than the Sacramento Kings, so you kind of have uh, you know a comparative eye to what else is going on across the country. Because uh, if you're just if you just have tunnel vision and you're just watching Sacramento basketball, then you're kind of going to make that your own personal standard. And so when that happens, you may be evaluating your own players, you know, that um, you're given too much credit to or too less credit or too little credit to. So it's important to watch NBA basketball, not just the Kings. So I think that we would be we wouldn't be doing our listeners and especially those listeners have been out here since, you know, the beginning of the season justice. If we if we did not include our our weekly bashing on Bogdan Bogdanovich as being as being overrated in this conversation. Do you guys you guys agree? You guys think we should do that again today? It wouldn't be Kang's cast if we didn't. We love to beat a dead horse. I love it. <laughs> I love to beat my meat and I love to beat a dead horse. Those are my two statements Whoa. I got him. I got him tattooed oh, fuck. Hey, fuck you, man. That's that's true, man. I'm gonna keep it real on the podcast, okay? One on the left oh, arm, one on the right God. arm, man. And so Bogdanovich, oh, sorry, children. Treatment. <laughs> okay. Bogdan Bogdanovich, overrated as fuck. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. You guys want numbers real quick or you just want to go into opinion? Ah, fuck his numbers. We know what they are. They're average. They're an, a- they're, they're an average 14. They're an average like four and four. Ryan, uh, why is four and two? But let's tell everybody. You know, if you're new, why we think he is overrated as fuck. Okay, so Bogdanovich, and I'm going to kind of use the same type of argument that I used for Jason Williams. What does Bogdanovich do that is so great? Okay, what is his what is his elite trait that he brings to the basketball team? I always hear that he's a great shooter. Numbers don't really say that he's not that great of a shooter. 
I mean, he's good, but he's not Buddy Heald shooting. Okay, he doesn't play defense. He's not uber athletic. He doesn't really pass the ball too well. So what is what does Bogdanovich really bring to the Kings? That that's that's my whole thing is when I look at players, it's like, okay, what is your trait? What do you what are you bringing to your basketball team that another guy can't do? And that's and that's our biggest thing is like everyone says Bogdanovich is so great. I can name a few guys who could come in and put up the same type of numbers that Bogdanovich is doing. You name know, a few with, guys. with the same amount of minutes. Name a few guys. Okay. Okay, I think if Contavious Caldwell Pope came into Sacramento, okay, and you could look it up his numbers a couple years ago when he was getting the run and getting those minutes, that Caldwell Pope puts up the same similar numbers. I think that uh, a J.R. Smith, he was that type of player, right? When, when J.R. Smith a couple years ago with Cleveland, he was getting numbers like that. Um, I think a guy like Jordan Clarkson, okay, Jordan Clarkson gets Bogdanovich numbers. He puts up maybe even better numbers. All right, so that's three guys right off the top of my head that I think Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway's you know, a guy I've been saying since Tim, early. Tim Hardaway's this- better numbers, and and I understand that the J.R. Smith one that that's you know him a few years ago. Obviously not now. Dude's old as shit. But Tim Hardaway puts up better numbers. You know, so I I just I there's a there's guys in the NBA that can come in right now and do what he's doing. Like Evan Fournier, people I think people would put Bogdanovich ahead of Evan Fournier for some reason. Evan Fournier is legit, dude. Twenty points, six foot seven. He he's a legit player, and that's what I'm trying to get out to people. It's like, dude, there's there's always guys like Bogdanovich who could come in and score. Evan Fournier, Doug. While we're talking, his his contract and his numbers because a couple weeks ago, um, maybe I should say this mid season, not a couple weeks ago. Do you guys remember on Kings Cast we we did something because we we've been bashing Bogey since November. Um, I, I guess you know, oh yeah, we'll say bashing for the sake of this today fuck it we've been hating on him and i do you guys remember that euro dude the euro kings fan somebody so so who commented and tried to go back and forth with us about bogdanovich uh on there and i think i is that the guy that threw in like his championship pedigree from europe is that 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 guy you know that could be any guy (laughs) ryan because any motherfucker on twitter (laughs) who wants to defend um bogdanovich or any writer who wants to talk about how he's a hot free agent talks about how he won this guy i threw out there that you know evan fournier was better he's better and everybody's like no i watch euro basketball and he's not better no it's like fuck you dude evan fournier is way better um so i don't know what i could be wrong uh, doug but i don't think i am what's the stats for me between the two well two you you, you brought up his contract because he and this is why it's important because obviously bogdanovich is going to get paid this upcoming offseason so this current season, 1920, he's making 17 a year. And for next year, he has a player option for 17 a year as well. So that is important to compare to his stats. The last five years or so, he has increased every year in points. This last year, he was averaging 18.8 points a game, 3.2 assists a game, and 2.6 boards a game while shooting... Forty percent from downtown this Dude, season, how which many, is how many minutes? Four percent, thirty-one point seven. Dude, Bogdanovich will never, he will never score eighteen a game. He will never score eighteen a game. No. And you know what's, you know and, what the interesting thing is about this is, I guarantee you that the Orlando Magic wish they had him at more of the fourteen to fifteen range, even with those stats. I would get, oh, go yeah. as far as to say is, uh, if you know, if he's, you said he has a player option. I don't think they'd be too pissed if he declined the player option because 
Like, you know, when you're a bad team paying a guy like that, and, and Evan Fournier absolutely falls into that category. We're not saying he's like hella good. We're not saying that. We're just saying more in that there's no real difference. And so uh, Evan Fournier falls into that category of a player putting up stats on a bad team because he's getting minutes, and especially when you're shooting at a higher field goal percentage, specifically three-point percentage like that, and you're getting the attempts. You're gonna have the higher the higher stats, right? Uh, but you you look at that right there. Seventeen million, eighteen a game, better than Butcher. He's bigger, isn't he, Ryan? Is he like six seven or something? Yeah, he's bigger. Yeah, he's he's a tall, lengthy guy, man. He's he's more athletic too. And so you're he, he, when you he, he can get up, man. When you hear that Bogdanovich is eighteen to twenty two on the market, now you understand why we're we get so fucking. Ugh, and every time we come on here, any chance we get, we pound the table and fight against it because we adamantly disagree with that bullshit. Oh yeah. Every also, I do want to bring up. Too, I do want to bring up too because we've referred to Bogey's age a lot. Evan Fournier is younger than Bogdanovich, and we always hear the talk. We always hear the talk that Bogey's part of this core, you know, quote unquote, here in Sacramento. Well. You know, some of these dudes that, that we're getting into, and Ryan, I know you have another one we'll get into in a minute that you already brought up. But, yeah, some of these guys are even younger, putting up similar numbers, similar contract. So we got to keep that in mind as well. Wow. I, that's a hey, great point, Doug. I, I didn't, didn't even cross my mind right and now. And have you guys ever seen Evan Fournier on the young and up-and-coming list, uh, up lists in the last year or two? Have you ever seen him on one of those? I never, never. fucking have. Ugh. Never. Okay. Do you guys have any more? that you want to drop anything else yeah doug doug i wanted doug to bring up the jordan clarkson real quick okay i, I, I know he has it up so i want to hear it like i said i'm all for i'm all yeah, for being so, a dead horse so let's keep keep going on it yeah so ryan would you like me to read off this current season his career what do you want from me do do his do his current season then we'll talk about his career because his his role has changed a lot okay so jordan clarkson this year uh, in Utah uh, and Cleveland, uh, 15.6 points a game, um, 1.6 assists, and 2.9 rebounds a game while shooting 36.6% from downtown, which is very comparable to Bogey's 36.1. What's the contract? What about money and, and, how, much, uh, and how many minutes? Uh, he's averaging 25.3 minutes a, a game this year. His contract, he is uh, making thirteen point four this current season. Hey, and okay, perfect, dude. Damn, I freaking love that's that. pretty good, right? Hey, on, bef- hey, I love that, when I'm on fucking point, dude. That is pretty good because you did a pretty good job of dropping a couple names. You and with like, okay, we, on Kings Cast, we do no fucking prep. We wake up, we drink a little coffee, we a little oatmeal, we bullshit, and then we come on here. And I want to give Ryan. <laughs> that's pretty solid, Ryan. That you not nailed right off the bat two players. To which it's slightly above the, you know, and slightly below as far as the contract. The money's the same. The age, the the that's good. I like that. So also one quick last thing because I brought up minutes. Very similar uh, statistics, but also Bogey's averaging three more minutes yep. a game. That's significant over yep. Jordan Clarkson. So and and when Jordan and when Jordan Clarkson is on the court with Utah, he's not the number one option like Bogdanovich is most of the time when he's on the court. If, if Bo, Great point. If Bogdanovich is he gets the ball a lot. Stuff is ran through him. But also, uh, you say he's making thirteen million. Would you guys be mad yes. if Bogdanovich got thirteen million? No, 
That's I'm that's consistent with what we've said yeah, all season, no. right? About 13, 13, no more than 15, 15 to 15. Exactly. Mm. No more than 15, but we'd be happy if Bogdanovich got 13 million. There you fucking go, Sacramento. Go look up Jordan Clarkson's freaking stats, dude. I fucking that's love what Bogdanovich it. deserves. I love it, man. I love it. I love him. I love, I love beating the, the dead horse. And I I and it might annoy people that listen to us frequently because we do bring this up. And and at this point you may be like God, you fucking God, we get it. Or it's like, nah, we, you know, we rally with you. But at the end of the day, I feel like we should be putting this down because something is going to happen. Something's going to happen. And either we're going to be right or we're going to be wrong. And if we're wrong, I ha- we're still going to be right in a year. And we can just, you know, we're going to keep putting it out there. So uh, before we close, I do think that we should designate maybe the most overrated king of all time. We didn't. We didn't drop too too many. I still think there's guys without without conversation we could put out there, and that um, I would say like you know John Salmon's I would say was overrated in his time here. Um, I, I'm gonna this hurts this hurts me, but I would say Demarcus Cousins was a tad over overrated in in ways, and that was and I love Demarcus Cousins, and I know you guys do too. Yeah. Um, but empty stats. But there was a, there was some of his peak years where there was a couple empty stats, um, and so he turned the ball over, you know. So I, I we've we've said on here that we have to keep it real, and we have to be fair and be objective, and and that's us doing that. So, but I, I don't think he's he's going to go down on my list as like the most overrated king. So, uh, once around, Ryan, what do you think? Most overrated king of all time. It's got to be Jason Williams, just for how much, still to this day, 20 years later, how much publicity he gets in Sacramento. Doug, what are you thinking? Most overrated player of all time? You know, I... I, Damn it, Ryan. He said exactly what I was going to say. Just because of the (laughs) impact in, you know, I'm putting the quote fingers in the air, of the legacy that Williams still has to this day in, you know, relativity to Sacramento Kings fans. But I think possibly because there's a really, really good chance, I'm sure you guys agree with me, that Bogey's going to get re-signed to this longer contract. I think the potential most overrated player in Kings history is going to be Bogdan Bogdan. Oh, dude. That's, yeah, I, I love, that's possible. I love it. I love the qualifier. And you're, you're right, Doug. And when we do this podcast again next year, the same topic, he'll probably be our guy once he's long-term. But, you know, Jason Williams, we love you. You're cool. You were fun, but... You're overrated, son. You're overrated. I, st- I still got that jersey and the picture hanging up in my man cave in here, actually. <laughs> and too bad to Jason Williams. It's mostly Kings fans that have done it to you. But, you know, we decided on Kings cast. That's it. So I'm good. Ryan's good. Doug, take it away. Yeah. So, hey, listeners, friends. People, if you agree or disagree with the players we put out there today, interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever's easiest for you, at KingsCast. Uh, make sure you're always interacting with us. We respond fairly quickly. Uh, we love uh, contacting you guys and talking Kings basketball. So, um, you know, we just want to remind you as well, uh, this is a Kings podcast done by Kings fans. We don't have any credentials in anything. We want to get on the level with you that, hey, we're fans as well just like you. So, um, you know, we're always expecting uh, some great feedback from you guys and we can put that on the air as well. So uh, until next time, make sure you're uh, following Ziggy's smoke shop 209 on Instagram. Give them a follow, stay current with their hours Uh, for Kang's cast. This is D fresh, Eric and Ryan go Kang's. Kang's.
Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Kang's Cast podcast. Make sure to subscribe and be notified for our next episode. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.